You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. Tyler shared and started us on this journey of everyday Christianity. And, uh, and so he talked about everyday Christianity in the workplace. And uh, because I don't remember all of the thoughts that he mentioned, I write them on my phone. But he talked about Joseph and how he worked hard. And he talked about how he worked with excellence, how he was integral, and how he had a positive demeanor when he was at work. And and last week, I think many left here feeling uh, just super stoked about hearing that word that you shared with with everybody. One guy I heard shared um, some time ago, he said, some of you need to quit your job and start working for the Lord. And what he meant was, still show up on Monday morning, but check out who your boss is. And, and we, as Tyler shared last week in uh, Colossians 3, I think, um, do everything unto the Lord. Whatever you do, do it unto the Lord. And, and so when, when I heard that, that uh, whether it was a guy's quote or just a thought that he had, I thought, yeah, quit your job and start working for the Lord, but still show up on Monday. You know, it's a good word. I wish it was mine. Anyways, um, so we're going to continue continue on that theme um, today, but we're going to continue on with continuing, or sorry, everyday Christianity. However, we're going to look at everyday parenting, everyday parenting, and uh, before I go any further, don't don't check out on me if you're not a parent in this room. Because that would be the easy thing to do. But I do, I do think that you'll be able to glean some things from what I share today. Um, you may have to dig deep and get creative on how to do that. But I do think that there will be some things that you'll be able to take away. Obviously, in this room, we have uh, future mums, right? And, uh, and so there you can take away from, from, you know, from this today as a future mom, as a future dad. Um, and I know some of you in this room, Mother's Day is not an easy day. I know um, my mom, it was always a challenge, I think. She had a very interesting upbringing. And so for her, Mother's Day is not a real fuzzy, warm kind of day. Um, neither is Christmas. But, um, and then I know, another, I know another mom, Mother's Day is horrible for her because it's just her relationship with her mother-in-law is not very decent. And so it's just a day that is just not, not very, very good as well. And so Mother's Day really can be a challenge for, for many of us uh, for various different reasons. Um, so I know as Tyler just shared and just prayed for all the ladies, we, uh, we do honor you this morning and, and uh, are so grateful for what you do in this world. And uh, I was also just thinking, yeah, so so maybe Mother's Day isn't a really great day, but even if you're just a spiritual mom in this room, it's like so much can be accomplished through your life, just investing into, uh, into, into children, into youth, into young adults, whatever it might be, whatever stage you're at in your life. So just uh, thank you for, for being here this morning. Um, I guess a number of years ago, I, I read a book called Think Orange by Reggie Joyner, and uh, the focus of this book was on how to raise children in the faith, how to raise children in the faith, and I guess, I guess at the time I was really attracted to this book, um, 
obviously because I'm a father myself. And so I want to I want to see my kids loving God. I want to see my kids experiencing God. I want to see my get my kids following the teachings of Christ. And and those are like high, high priorities uh, in my life. They kind of weigh out everything else. That is that is important to me. But also at the time I was I was a youth pastor, pastoring youth in in Canada. And so at that time, I I really wanted to invest as much as I could into their lives. But I also um, found myself um, working alongside of parents as well, obviously, because they have children that I was pastoring. And so there was this there was this connection um, between the youth and obviously with their parents. And so this book that I read. Think Orange was just a really good book that gave me a lot of insight into different things. I guess one of the big takeaways was that our children need to see us living out our faith every day. And from that, from us living our faith out every day, we're able to impress that upon our children. And so they need to see that, that faith is not what we do, but it's who we are. I remember when, when Kyla first became a Christian and her and myself and her family went to Mexico and they paid and it was all really cool. And uh, um, we were just walking down the street and Kyla and I were really quite new in our faith. And, and this is not a knock against her, her mom and dad, but they, they did kind of wonder if this was a bit of a phase in Kyla's life or a bit of a phase, not necessarily in my life, but perhaps in my life as well. And we really explained to them that, that, you know, this is not something that we're just doing. It's not just a phase, but it's become who we are now. And, and this is, that's how important it is. It isn't just showing up and doing a job Monday to Friday, because at that time I was kind of in the process of becoming a pastor and all those sorts of things. And it was like, no, it's not just a job. It's, it's really a part of everything that we do. And so we really need to, our kids really need to see that in our lives, that it's not what we do, but it's who we are, that we don't compartmentalize our lives, even though I get that concept that sometimes that needs to happen. This morning, my hope is not that, not to give you a list of things that we need to start doing, right? We already have busy lives. We already have a lot of stuff going on, but I, I simply want to try and help you find a rhythm in your day to strategically kind of invest and impress what the Lord's been doing in your heart. It strategically, you know, disciple and raise your children. Deuteronomy 6, that's where we're going to turn this morning. Verses 6, 3 to 9. Potentially you could read even verse 1 as well and 2. But just 3 to 9. So I generally read from the NIV and that's, I believe... The passage that I'm, or version that I'm using this morning. So here it is. Hear Israel and be careful to obey so that it may go well with you and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. So basically, God has given these commandments to Moses, and now Moses is teaching the parents, and now, and Moses is telling the parents, now this is what I need you to teach your kids. Impress them on your children. 
Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. When you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on your door frames of your houses and on your gates. This is a famous, a famous passage of scripture that I'm sure all of you have read many, many times before. But what we see in this passage is that there's four I see as incredible ideas to use in your daily routine to talk to your kids about God and instilling, instilling faith in them. Because I have found at the end of the day, I, my wife, Kyla, we set the tone in our home. We, we create the vibe in our house. We, we, we are given the responsibility, according to verse 6 and 7 of which we just read, it says, we are called to impress God's ways on our children. That's, that's our responsibility. I understand that other people play a part in that. There's lots of different activities that go on at the church where people play a part in that. But at the end of the day, I believe God's word to be true. And I believe his word teaches that, that as parents, we are to be the sole responsible ones that impress God's principles in their lives. And so Moses, he says, he says this, talk about me, talk about God when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. I think the geniosity, I don't know if that's a word, but I wrote it here. The geniosity behind this is that it's not only, it not only makes God the focus when we follow these four things of your entire day, but it also allows you to talk to your kids about God um, in different ways that they need to, to hear. There's different ways that we can approach talking about God with our children. So the first one is when, when you sit at home. And so often um, this time is maybe perhaps around a meal or perhaps it's just after meal. You're having some couch time, whatever it might look like. But it's an opportune time to teach. It's in some ways, it's a very formal time that you can take advantage of to teach your children. So I guess for us personally, after school, it's like kids come home, there's a lot of things going on, there's supper, there's after school, like homework, whatever it might be. But, but there comes a time when hopefully, and I understand that we all have different lives and I, I get that concept, but I'm just trying to, trying to get this idea of cross of teaching, is that hopefully everybody by this time, they've, they've eaten They've, they, they feel satisfied, they've unwound from the day, the meal's over, perhaps the, the dishes are finished, or maybe they're just going to be uh, done in a few minutes or whatever it might be, and you can actually sit down and have sort of like a good formal discussion. Everybody has slowed down, and maybe now we can just sort of share some things. I, I guess if you have teenagers, which I don't have yet, maybe you want to keep food out for a bit longer just so that you'll, you'll keep them focused even more so that you can actually teach them and they can keep eating because I understand they eat a lot. But, um, but this is a time where you can just sit down with your family and go, okay, let's, let's look at God's word together. I know for, for Silas and I, we, we take time to um, 
read through this book. It's called The Boys. Uh, basically, it's on making good choices. So often, him and I will just sit down together and we'll just go through that. And, uh, and often, Kyla will, will take a devotional that she has and she'll kind of work through that with, with Eden. And then sometimes as a family, we'll just take like a sort of a family devotional and we'll just take time to, to go through that together. And we don't do it like every day, we're not like this amazing family, even though you may think that sometimes when you see us. But the reality is that's not the case. But we have discovered that the value in just taking those times to teach our kids in like a formal kind of time of discussion. Um, but the truth, the, but the, the, the bottom line, I guess, with that is that it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, a traditional devotional. It can be just taking time and just maybe discussing with them topics of life, talking to them about school life, talking to them about community life, potentially talking to them about the, their sports life, just their extracurricular activities that they're doing, talking about those sorts of things and bringing God's perspective into, into those conversations. It's just strategically saying, I'm going to take this time to talk to my children about God and how God wants to be a part of their life in these different areas. It doesn't have to be long, but I believe that we want to make it count. And to be honest, I think sometimes when it comes to children in this day and age, you've got to mix it up. To kind of keep their attention, we mix it up. And Hannah is just so brilliant at that with 511. It's just constantly changing. But we've got to mix it up. So, so it's not about the length of the time, but it's about making it count. And the reality is, I found again, even this morning, I, I, I said, Sai, come on, stand up when we're just you know, singing. And he goes, Dad, I'm singing, I'm just sitting. And you know, it's true, it's true. And I think the reality is that it's going in, even though sometimes we may not think it is. It's amazing, those brains, those minds just soak it up. And so I'd also I've found in my own life when it comes to this, this formal discussion is that after supper there are a million and one things that want to take your time. There's chores and there's, there's um, gaming systems and there's iPods and there's Netflix and there's this and there's that. Even this morning, t- Silas, I went to try and found him and he was in my office watching Netflix and, and the service had started. I mean, they just, they just, they were just drawn to that sort of stuff. So as, as parents, I believe it's really important that we just say, no, this is, this is where we're going. And we set this standard. We set this, this is, this is a normal thing that we're going to be doing in our lives. And this is, and, and what it tells them is this is priority. This is, this is important. It's important than all those other things. Do we give them time on their iPods? Yes. Do we give them time on Netflix? Oh yeah, but we just make sure that there's this formal time where we can talk about those things. God makes it so clear in Proverbs 22. He says, start children off on the way they should go. Even when they are old, they will not turn from it. And I think my parents invested and impressed God's ways in my life. And in my teenage years, I wandered. But I remember when I came back to the Lord and one of the first things that I said to my dad was that scripture. I mean, not because I had memorized it, but I think that year of discipleship, I had kind of come across it and thought, yeah, I know they did that in my life, and I know that that stuff is still there, and here we go again, God, I'm back on the right path. His word in our children's hearts is the most valuable thing we can do for them, and we can't ever lose sight of that. In uh, Isaiah 55, it says, "My, My word that goes out from my mouth will not return to me empty but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. 
And I think we can never underestimate the power of God's word being deposited into our children's hearts. And, um, and like I say, there may be new parents here. There may be people that are new to the faith and like, I don't know how to do that. There are so many tools now that you can take and use in raising your children. There's so many books and there's so many things just on, you know, decent stuff on the internet. And, and, you know, there's just a lot of different material that you can use. And so you don't have to be a genius in the Word of God. You just need to find where to get the proper tools so that you can do that and make it a priority. The next thing that we see Moses talked about was when you walk along the road, or perhaps in our culture, day and age now, it's taking the train or jumping in the car or whatever. But the reality is that we spend a lot of time going from A to B in our vehicles with our children. And it's about taking this opportunity and and just, again, talking with them. But in this particular case, it's more of an informal sort of dialogue, okay? Um, Maybe things like, what's going on at school, or what did you learn in Sunday school or youth today, or how do you, how do you think this stuff applies in your life? The things that you're learning, how can we apply this? Perhaps it's sharing a story with, a ki- with your kids about what's, what God's doing in your life. Um, for us personally, we love, like when we get into the car, so often the worship music is on, or some sort of, some sort of music that has a positive message that our kids are able to listen to. And uh, we just find that that is just such an amazing time as a family. Sometimes our kids drive us a little crazy with singing too loud or whatever it might be, but it's such a, it's, it's just something that we have made a priority in our family's life of just taking that car time and turning it into something that is actually going to be um, really useful in creating this dialogue between our kids and us. Now, again, do we do that all the time? No. Do we sometimes listen to like Bright FM or whatever their other stations are in this area? Yeah, we, we do that. But there are times where we just try to capitalize on that time with our kids. You know, maybe for other families, it's, they don't really like listening to worship music or whatever it might be. But maybe it's just like looking out the window and just looking at the, you know, the setting out there and just... And just saying, you know, just again bringing glory to God and and what he created for us. Or whatever it might be, it doesn't really matter what it is. It's just a matter of bringing the the focus and the attention to Christ and to what he has done in our our lives and and for us. Um, You know, maybe it's... Maybe it's from A to B, it's going to some sort, some sort of sporting event or after a sporting event and taking those opportunities again to talk to your kids, this informal dialogue about how did the game go, what happened, how did this go, maybe they lost, maybe they won, how are they going to deal with that? I know so many times I've been able to talk to Silas about one minute he's won and he's just on the top of the world and the next minute he's defeated and it's like, life isn't fair and it's like, you're right, it isn't. You're going to fail lots. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to, and I take these opportunities to really build in him, um, just building his confidence and how he's going to respond to, to failure and defeat and what kind of attitude he's going to have and, and is he going to give up or is he going to keep going? Like all of these things are these Christian principles that we read about in the scriptures and we can apply them so practically to our kids' lives. And there's just such beauty to that. Um, you know, just the other day, Silas and I were walking down the road, and from 511, just learning different things. They've been watching videos as well a little bit to kind of hammer home the point of whatever uh, the teachers are maybe trying to say. And, and just walking home, we, I just said, how was that? And he just began to talk to me about 
what he's learning and how it's going. And, and, uh, and then I was able to kind of go, yeah, this is how you can apply this in school tomorrow. And this is how you can do this. And, and, and this is how, you know that story that Hannah's teaching you or that Anne's teaching you or whoever it might be that day? This is how that story applied to my life at this time. And you can just take those times and really use them um, and use them on purpose and, and make that difference in your kid's life. Um, I guess the point in the time of, tr- of transportation going from A to B is just, it's an opportunity again to just speak to your children about God. And so I, I found in my life, especially in this sort of area, is keep the conversation light and fun. But speak truth. And, and I think it's, it's just get to know what they're thinking. Just let them talk. Just let them, just listen to what they're saying. And then maybe even let them know what you're thinking. But not necessarily about what they're saying. Just let them, just let them talk. Let them know how your day's going. Let them know if, if you've had a tough day. I mean, my kids normally can figure it out really quickly if I'm having a tough day. <laughs> Okay, but Kyle and I have really come to that place where instead of letting them figure it out, we just come, sometimes we don't do this, not on purpose, but we just come out and tell them, we're just having, we got a lot on our plate, this is going on, that's going on, if we're short with you today, this is why, it's not an excuse, I'm just letting you know, we're not perfect and we need to, you know, rely on God's strength to help us in this, we just... We just, we're just honest and open with them. If we've made a mistake, we're, we're the first ones to go to them. We were wrong. We shouldn't have acted that way. We shouldn't have spoken to you that way. You know, Kyla just the other day, she's always in a good mood. But this particular day, she was in a bad mood. But also, but also Eden, Eden was in a bad mood. And that was just not a pretty scene at times. But at the end of the day, well, not, I mean, this was only for about a, an hour. But just before bed, it was an opportunity for Kyla just went to her and just said, Hey, today you were in a bad mood and I was in a bad mood this last hour. And that didn't work out very well, did it? And she's like, no. No, it didn't. But it was just this time where we can just be honest and real with them. And so kids need to know that, that they can simply be open with us. And when we put on the sort of like the friend hat, so to speak, I think we will be surprised how open they'll be with us. Right? And so I've also found in this time, it's not necessarily about correcting them. It's just about listening. And I think as parents... I think if we hear them say something that is just like, that doesn't sit right with us, just make a mental note and use another opportunity to share and how to correct maybe that situation. But in this informal kind of dialogue, just allow them to just talk, get to know them, get to know what's going on in their heart so that in other moments of the day, you can invest into that. So the next one was when you lie down and I need to hurry. Um, this is a time when you can have intimate conversation. And perhaps kids, like my kids, want to prolong the bedtime routine. That is a fairly normal thing. But at the end of the day, this is a time when you can essentially be a counselor, like almost be like a counselor with them. It's a time when you can just lay beside them or sit on the edge of the bed and just, again, let them talk. 
Let them begin to share how school's going. Let them, let them talk about, let them get things off their chest. Maybe it's, there's, there's obviously so many pressures for our kids at school. There's so many, there's personal challenges, there's fears and there's concerns and there's all of these things going through their hearts. And if this is the time that they'll actually open up to you just so they can stay up a little bit longer, let it happen. Let them just unwind. Let them, let them just share with you all of the things that are going on. Because this is a time, again, I really think, and I know in our lives, these have been probably the most valuable times, especially with one of our kids, that, that they've just opened up and we've been able to speak so much truth into these areas. It's just been, it's like that time has been such a blessing. Now, there's been many times that I have fallen asleep with them. They love that as well. And I love that. It doesn't happen as much anymore, but it's still amazing. But we really want them to just, again, just voice what's going on in life, in school, their fears, their concerns. And, and, and I think what they, and then afterwards, take that opportunity to pray with them. And I think in those times of prayer, they can now know that they've been heard by the way you pray. You can just, in a sense, reiterate kind of what they're saying, what they're feeling, how they're doing. And then, and they just know, man, my parents are listening. They hear what's going on in my life. They care. And that's just a great, again, opportunity just to, to really invest in them. So don't rush those times when your kids open up to you in that sort of setting. So that was um, when you lie down and, and when you rise, and I'm, I'm coming to a close here. Um, morning routine. I know for us, morning routine and probably many other families, it's a pretty hectic time. But one of the things that we have discovered is, yes, we have to dig deep. Because there are a significant amount of time, 96% of the time probably, that Silas and Eden are just like are just on each other for something or for this or for that or whatever it might be. And Kyle and I, um, obviously, in some situations, we have to just dig deep. And yes, we do discipline it sometimes because obviously that's an important thing and it's very scriptural. But we have to dig deep to just to kind of go, okay, yeah, we'll discipline you in this. We're, this is what's going to need to take place because you're acting this way and this is what's going to need to take place because you're acting this way. But at the end of it all, we really try to make sure that our kids feel encouraged before they walk out the door. And, and I guess we have discovered that we want our children to feel confident and ready for the day. We don't want them leaving knowing that, like, kind of like feeling like we've just rushed out the door and it's just like, see you later and hope for the best. Because at the end of the day, our kids are walking into, into, their, into their schools, into, into a lot of challenging things. I think the last place I'd want to go is back to school right now. When you think about what they have to deal with every day, the pressures, the things that are going on, it's huge. And I think when we can send our kids off in the morning feeling encouraged, knowing that they are loved, knowing that they're our heroes, even though they frustrate us like crazy sometimes, but knowing they're, that they're our heroes, knowing that 
they are leaders, that they are trendsetters, that they have Christ in them and that we believe in them. When they can leave the home knowing that, it, it just equips them to face their day. And, and it helps them to just manage their day. And it helps them to be able to, to know that, that they're supported at home, that they're loved, that, 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 that God has a, an incredible plan and an incredible purpose for them. We have, we have found, and again, it's not like we've done this perfectly, but we're, we, in a sense, we act like a coach to them in the morning. It's like they're about to embark on the day. It's like the big game. And before the big game, there's that pep talk. And we so dearly try to do that every morning with our kids, where we can just, we pray with them, and we just try to, try to do some of these things that I've said so that, so that them, when they're out there, they, they just know that they're supported and they feel like, yeah, I can do this. I got this day. It's going to be tough, but I got it. And, um, and then at the end of the day, of course, we can talk to them about those things. You know, one of the things that Kyla has done faithfully throughout the years is um, we've had whiteboards, little whiteboards in their rooms. And uh, sometimes at the, end of the, at the end of the night after, they, after they're sleeping, she'll write an encouraging note on there. Something about, I'm proud of you because of this or this is so cool to see this in you, or you're really maturing here, or whatever it might be. And very, very often in the morning, the first place they'll go is to look at that whiteboard. Again, it doesn't happen every day, but another thing that she's done is she's, all, she's gotten, again, you can buy this stuff, is um, these little notebooks that have different encouraging notes, and you just put those in, your, in their lunch kit or whatever it might be. And so when they open their lunch, there's this note. And it's just like, again, it reaffirms that mom and dad are thinking about you too today, or mom's thinking about you, or dad's thinking about you, or maybe it's a grandma and grandpa that are sending the kids off. The, the point is, is that your kids know that you're with them constantly throughout the day, even though they're not in your presence. And um, again, with those little notes that are already fairly written out, Kyla will just put a few other little things in there, and I know that they just, they love that. I, I think to this day, they have a, you know, a stack of them in a certain area that they've just kept because it's so important to them. So I guess as I wrap up, um, this morning I guess what I, what I want to encourage us with is that we would just capitalize on our time with our kids. And I think Moses just set it out so beautifully to just take every opportunity that you have Find the rhythm in your family and go, I'm going to capitalize on this. I'm going to use these opportunities to share, share God with my kids so that, so that they are faith-filled, so that they are, are children that will just follow the Lord with all their hearts, with all their minds, with all their strength, with everything that they have. All day long they hear messages, all sorts of messages that are completely anti-Christian, that are completely not Christ-focused. And so what we need to do as parents, what we need to do as a church, what we need to do as spiritual mothers, as spiritual fathers, what we need to make sure we're doing is that we're investing the word of God into our children's hearts. And we don't have to, it doesn't have to be this formal, let's sit together and read through the verses together. We can, be, we can get creative in how we do that. We can encourage our kids. We can, in a sense, you know, be, be their encourager. We can be their sort of counselor. We can be their, their, their teacher. We can, be, we can be all of these different things um, to our children. And you know what? We can be their friend as well. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, obviously, we're mom and we're dad. We're their parents, and they need to understand that. But throughout the day, you can, you can kind of put on a different hat at times, and that's okay. When you think about it, 
kids, how open and honest they get with their friends, right? They just, they just talk about whatever because there's no judgment. There's no correcting. There's no, not, it's just, I'm just going to talk about stuff and they just talk about it. And I think so when we can sometimes put on that hat as, as parents, just being their friend, again, there has to be, there, there has to be those boundaries. There has to be those lines. They have to understand that you're mom and dad. But I think if you can just create an environment for them just to share and just to speak with you about like whatever, that is such an amazing thing. And so utilize every moment when you sit at home, walk along the road, when you lie down and when you rise. And I guess, um, for today, my last thought is, is find for your kids others that you trust that they can talk to. And I won't go into all the details here, but sometimes your kids may not want to come to you and talk to you. And what Kyla and I have done in the past a little bit, and I think here we can, we haven't, I guess, strategically done this here, but there are people that we know that if our kids aren't going to talk to us about it, we have people in place, so to speak, that we know that if they go to them, they're going to get the, they're going to get the right counsel. They're going to get the right kind of like talk. We know that, that, that those other people, say a Hannah or say an Anne or say the Evensons or Joy when she was at the school, like we know that there's people that our kids can go to and that the, the advice that they're going to receive is going to be in line with what our principles are, what our, what our, uh, what our heart is. And I think that's where as a church we can play a part in our children's lives, in the youth's lives, in the young adult lives, where maybe you're not a physically a mom or a dad, but this is where you can come along and partner with moms and dads and, and say, I want to, can I be that person? Or uh, to just kind of come alongside your kids in these sorts of situations and setting that example for them. And, and I know as parents, we would be so thankful for that. And I know that you in your life, you'll be so enriched by that as well. And I guess the, the reality is now with you know, me and Kyla being out of school for so long, if somebody by, like, you know, like a Hannah or somebody that's 21, 22 or even 19 that has just stepped out of school and they can come alongside your kid, I mean, that, that is just the best thing that you can ever do for a parent. And, uh, and so, yeah, so I guess I hope that you've been able to sort of take something away today with just kind of the everyday parenting and how we can apply God's scriptures that we're learning every day to, um, to kind of impact our lives or our kids' lives. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.